0: Live Bar. on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios.
1: Driven
2: by General Tire.
0: It's speed breaks. Motorsports radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent.
3: Aging Dr. Ducebag,
0: Crash Gladys. Get
3: in crash position! And Statman, Don't
4: overdrive the car. Here's the freak. Told oh, me no,
5: I know that many of you in the freak nation are football fans are you hung over need to dry out a little bit with your nfl draft that's been going on for the last four days huh
6: huh i am i'm hung over from the draft and hot chicken we were in nashville and right. oh my gosh that town can put on a party holy crap and the food <gasps> yes more please
5: Stat man, I can highly recommend. I don't know. Do they have? It's called hot chicken. Do they have hot chicken there in Columbus? Come on, dude. They got hot chicken everywhere. I,
6: <laughs> but this is Nashville no, but hot see, chicken. Th- then that, that's well, my we, we ignorance. We
7: don't have Nashville hot chicken
6: in Columbus.
5: <laughs> right. but, and Nashville doesn't have Columbus hot chicken. <laughs> Ooh. So, so Blackboard. hot chicken is like a, a national thing. Yeah, they don't.
7: You know, nobody's got. That hot chicken, because
5: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing until we started head out to Nashville. Saying you got to check out the the hot chicken. Like, what the hell's hot chicken, man? And we did. It's pretty damn good. It was
6: delicious. Whatever. It wasn't so overwhelming that you're crying or your nose is running. It 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 was just enough of a bite. It was a very unique spicy. If, again, they're they're claiming it's their secret sauce in Nashville, whatever, but it was it was delish.
5: Yeah, that's how we roll here in the Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Studios, how you doing, man? We got your Talladega ARCA Series winner from Friday night, Todd Gilliland will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. NHRA Top Fuel winner Steve Torrance will be in here. Your 2013 Indy 500 champion, Tony Canon, a freaking flashback. He'll be in here. And we're going to have a special comedian actor here in the second hour with the freaks we'll share with you coming up at speed freaks on twitter we're there for you on facebook the website speedfreaks.tv that's speedfreaks.tv this hour brought to my good friends at ism raceway in phoenix arizona that november race that semi-final race it's going to sell out get your tickets now november 8th 9th and 10th make your plans to join the thousands that are going to be hanging at ism raceway which is probably going to be 75 degrees that afternoon yeah. Pretty much perfection. Yeah, ISM Raceway, ISM Raceway. dot com.
6: Statman, you got your flight booked to come join us out in Phoenix? Oh yeah,
5: I mean I I booked it last week. You
7: didn't oh, I didn't good, send you good. the
6: itinerary? No, please do send that because it might be snowing where you are. So please, it's a come join big, us in the perfection. You're
5: a big golfer, Statman. I'm sure you've got your clubs already packed. You know, six months from now you'd be good to go. Hey, look, I was out
7: last night till midnight listening to music. Whoa. Came home and was greeted by a deer in the Ooh. backyard. Bambi greeted me and, <laughs> and uh, said, What are you doing out so late? I have to talk to some people about this.
5: Bambi <laughs> greeted you outside the bungalow after you're throwing down. Now, was it what kind of mu- music was it? <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Stuck there. Had himself what? some fun last yeah, night.
5: Yeah, <laughs> man.
7: It was. Wow. Uh, Folk rock, blues, and they did some some very bad renditions of an Al Green and Stevie Wonder tune. Oh, that's a
5: shame. Maybe that's why it's st- <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Is that why you didn't you stay stay there till one o'clock? Yeah, of, you must have been that? there.
7: Was that you on the other side of the room that left early? <laughs> oh,
5: Chevrolet! They freaking did it, Freak Nation. Nine races where Joe Gibbs Racing and those other uh, the Toyotas and Fords, Chevy finally freaking did it. And I think they figured it out why Chevy won this race, Crasher. Why they won Talladega. Chase Elliott won that race. I think they figured it out.
6: I think you're being facetious.
5: There are races where Toyota teams and Chevrolet teams have a code of working out towards the tail end of the race. Chevy got wind of this and said enough of this already. We want Chevy teams helping out Chevy teams, whether it's, it, whether it's pushing them on the, on the backstretch or if it's in the pits. We don't want to see you assisting a manufacturing competitor like Toyota.
6: Isn't that like racing 101? Why has that not been happening already? But then again, this is Talladega where it's a little easier to help each other because of the draft. So it's not like this is going to be just copy, paste, repeat next weekend. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Chevy's got a lot more to figure out than just helping each other. All I'm
5: saying is that everything that I'm reading in regards to today's race, it's not a big surprise for me if I hear that Chase Elliott is getting that win because of, the assistance okay. from Chevy.
6: Toyota also had a crap day. Let's just put it this way. Six laps to go on that red flag. Kyle Busch was in second. The next closest Toyota, his teammate in 20th. How
5: about that? Bam! Going to reset with some affiliates. Get to Crash Gladys' pit news and notes. Coming up, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks.
5: Welcoming in another round of affiliates for Speed Freaks. How are you guys doing? Crash Stat Statman, Kenny Sargent, big show for you tonight. NHRA Top Fuel winner Steve Torrance will be checking in from his party and his four wide nationals in Charlotte. Also, Tony Canon, 2013 IndyCar Series, Indy 500 champion freaking flashback. This segment brought to my good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Did you check it out Friday night the General Tire 200 at Talladega? We got your winner coming up. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the right tire for your righteous ride. Crasher?
6: The weekend started off with Supercross in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. And I, get this, though. Uh, hold on. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Cooper Webb took the win in the 450s in New Jersey. And he is still atop the points with, get this, this is the part that just freaks me out. We're already almost in May. Mm -hmm. Only one race to go in the season. Supercross is almost done. Vegas is next weekend, baby. That's just crazy to me. In the 250s, it was Chase Sexton with the win and the East Points Championship. Now, they go off to the East-West Shootout next weekend in Vegas as well, so they're not done racing. But East-West Shootout, as the big old championship weekend in Vegas, takes off next weekend. Formula One race in Azerbaijan, I can never pronounce this, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Valtteri Bottas with the win and now the series points lead. After he had pretty much a picture-perfect win, lights to flag over Lewis Hamilton. Now get this, this could shape up to be a really fun battle. I'd be interested to talk to Statman a little bit more about this. A very fun battle between these Mercedes teammates, Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. And this is the fourth consecutive one-two finish for Mercedes this season. What? All right, on to NASCAR Talladega. Todd Gilliland, your General Tire 200 winner in the ARCA Series. He's going to join us later this hour. He took the win on Friday. Tyler Reddick on Saturday. And Chase Elliott, yeah, a Chevy. Chase Elliott with the win. Chevy's also, Ty Dillon won stage one, Chase Elliott won stage two. And then, of course, Chase took the overall win. Not too shabby. NHRA was four wides in Charlotte. Steve Torrance with his first win of the season in Top Fuel. Sean Langdon, his first win ever in Funny Car. Yeah, making him the 17th driver in the history of NHRA to double up Top Fuel and Funny Car wins. And then Andrew Hines, he had his first, well, sort of a first in the motorcycle category. He becomes the first with this win. The first to 50 wins on bikes. Badass.
5: Freak Nation. Did you see it? The number 42 went airborne. We'll talk about it coming up. Speed Freaks, Lucas Hole Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
5: Well, it's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and, of course, rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged style to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your Anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with speed freaks since 2001. A lot of us still change the oil in our car. Why not go with the greatest synthetic oil on the planet? Head by O'Reilly Auto Parts, Advance, Napa, your favorite auto parts store. Grab yourself some Lucas Oil. Find out what weight you need for your engine. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. What lap was that crasher where Kyle Larson went airborne? I believe it was the last 10 laps. and. Remnants of Talladega and Daytona of old, so much so that NASCAR is going to investigate how in the hell that happened. That was freaking scary, Stat. I don't know if you saw Kyle Larson going flying, but again, with these speeds on the backstretch of 200 mile an hour plus in pack racing, wow. I looking at that I thought, holy smokes, is this 1997? Did you see the flip, Stat? Yeah, it could have been a lot worse than uh, what it was. And,
7: you know, it sounds strange coming from me, and it sounds strange for me to say it, but some of the safety features that they build into the cars kept him a lot safer than he could have been. Uh, He could have flipped, you know, radically into the catch fence or over the fence. But uh, I think the bigger issue they need to investigate is why these guys drive so poorly. Who
6: was it? Oh, it was Kevin Harvick. He got in a crash early on. I believe he was caught up in Bubba Wallace's spin. And yeah, Kevin was interviewed saying there are just too many guys on tracks like these that are way in over their head. That are in way over their head. So yeah, he he was pretty upset at Bubba Wallace too. Is that kind of what you're alluding to, Statman? That there's just guys in these this sort of situation, high banks draft that just can't drive that style.
7: Yeah, they do have some qualifications, but they're very minimal qualifications to drive on the high speed. And they, they take them quietly and they let them get in there. But, Kenny, you and I have driven at high speed on, on uh, uh, some of the tracks, and and we're not qualified to do that. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I think a perfect example is that today's F1 race in uh, Azerbaijan, they have parts of that track are like one car wide, and nobody didn't finish the race. They had people, you know, ran into each other or made mistakes, but they weren't life-threatening, and they didn't throw the cars into the third floor of some building nearby. So these guys have to learn how to drive, and I'm sick of them saying it's all the competition. There's no closer competition than F1 And uh, nobody didn't finish today's race. What do you
5: think they should do, Statman, if that's the case? Again, when you watch it again, Chase Elliott won Talladega this afternoon, Speed Freaks from Lucasol Studios. What can you do? How can you qualify these drivers? Can they be judged or gauged on past experiences on these larger tracks? If they have fewer cars,
7: there's no reason other than tradition that they have – uh, th- more than 35, 40 cars on the track. You need fewer cars. You need fewer laps. And you, and, uh, over that, uh, over and above that, you do need uh, more qualifications. And and if you do have fewer cars, then you have fewer people that will uh, be qualified to uh, to to meet. Fewer drivers will uh, be qualified to meet those new regulations. So yeah. They need to to find people who have, uh, you know, better qualifications or train them better, uh, you know, give them uh, some, I don't know, uh, like they do have in the PGA. They have uh, – the, what do they have? What do they call that tour where they go out on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to, quali- you know, get the license to Q qualify? School? Yeah. The, maybe they need to have something like that for – uh, uh, NASCAR drivers, uh, especially. Isn't it
6: called the Xfinity
7: Series? Yeah, but the, you know Xfinity, I was watching the, the end of the race, the Xfinity Series, and the, what they allow blocking, they're only asking, please, wreck, because they're, they're letting guys just drive back and forth on the track. At least in IndyCar, you're allowed to make one move and you can't uh, just continue to weave down the track blocking people. That's That's certifiably insane, and just begging somebody to crash.
5: You know what they do before the Indy 500 crasher where they have all that time on the track? It's the first race of the year on a large track like that. Maybe let these guys...
6: What are you talking about, carb day?
5: No, just Mm -hmm. they're they're able to get... like There were guys out there today, or this past week, just practicing.
6: Right, okay, the two weeks leading up to the Indy 500, yeah, you've got a lot of track days there. That's what
5: you're talking about. Maybe you just go... Wednesday and when you go to these larger tracks on Tuesday and Wednesday, you set it up where there's 10 cars out there together to where you learn. Maybe the, the guys that maybe had two or three races on that track or 10, regardless stat, you have 10 or 11 cars out there just so you can get your wits about you on such a big track, fast track.
7: Yeah. Especially the 10 or 11 cars. You need more cars on the track than, one guy going out under the watchful eye of some uh, veteran driver. So yeah, he handles it okay. But you know that everything changes when you get ten cars out there and the air gets more violent and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you you know you don't know what you're doing. And and they showed it today. I think it was they were inside Logano's car and how uh, out of shape the car got when he was tapped in the in the back by another driver. I mean, you've got to be able, you've got 40 humans out there and you can't have one uh, unqualified driver risk the lives of the others.
6: Yeah, I like that, Kenny. That's something it's completely outside of the box of NASCAR's thinking, well, then again, they're starting to think outside the box this year, finally. But yeah, especially for some of the younger drivers that don't have as much experience on the super speedway high banks, yeah, why not do some extra practice in the middle of the week? Especially Talladega, at least this year, coming off of the Easter weekend. It's not like you're chasing your hauler from the West Coast to the East Coast to make it work, you know, Sunday to Tuesday. No, this could this would have been very doable.
5: And this is – I'm sorry, did you just say this is after a week off? Yeah, after Yeah, Easter. you just said yeah. that. It would – don't you think it would behoove any governing body – To come out, frankly, and say, this is for safety reasons. We want to give the younger guys on this track more track time. Do you need some help, some financial help? We know that that this...
6: That would be the argument. We can't afford it. We've got all our budgets taken up already.
5: Again, you just need a 100-foot yacht, not a 125-foot yacht.
6: Not all teams. Come on. We're talking about the the teams in the back who... Truly, do need some financial assistance.
5: No, I'll give you that. I just think it it would be wise. And frankly, Stan, I thought this was one of the more relaxed. It's tough to say this about Talladega, but this was one of the more entertaining Talladegas for me. Until that, again, you just wait for those last 20 laps to where all hell is going to going to break loose. But you you watch these cars on the backstretch, and if you watch it intently you just realize how fast these guys are going so close mm-hmm. to one another. I think we heard on MRN driving back from a party today, Grasher, that there were 20 cars within a second yeah. of each other.
7: Yeah. yeah and there were five wide. that, that's, <laughs> that, that Everybody's just Let's go for it. You know, and it that, that just makes no sense. You can't do That's not acceptable in any other form of racing except NASCAR. And, Uh, NASCAR is probably the one place where it's uh, least acceptable because you got a a, a ton and a half car on tires that are smaller than some of the tires on cars in the parking lot. And they're going 200 miles an hour. And some of the drivers are like we saw, uh, like uh, Harvick said today, some of the drivers might be, ill prepared for that kind of speed. I mean, everybody could go fast when everything's going right. But the problem is when it goes wrong, how do you react? What do you do? Is the car prepared? Maybe the driver's prepared and the car is not. Uh, you know, there's a whole host of things, but you got to see what happens when you get 10 or 15 cars on the track and and something goes wrong.
5: Crasher Friday afternoon after practice, Ryan Newman was a little concerned, well, well a, a lot concerned with the speeds on the track. He recorded a lap just over 204 miles an hour in that final practice session. And it was part of, again, the single file groups that they were practicing with. He said pretty much any car could have done that. I just hope we can keep them on the ground and get lucky because I don't think they're done. They've done a good job of keeping them on the ground or making an effort to keep them on the ground. We've got Daytona behind us without getting any cars airborne, at least to my knowledge or recollection. I hope we can just keep the string on going because 204 is way too fast we've established that over the last 10 years that's when cars get airborne
6: Mm, and then larson today
7: yeah but especially when excuse me Kenny, especially when commercial airliners take off at 175 and you got cars going 200 plus uh, that's uh, to me that's
5: unacceptable that's unacceptable Coming up in moments, your stat man, Scat. Also, there's a story coming out of Talladega. F- first of all, Talladega, It's if, if you've never been to this race, then you may not understand the title of Ryan McGee's article at ESPN.com. Booze, optional clothing, and smoke. Tales from Talladega's infield. It's <laughs> it's as important to many thousands of fans the infield is to many thousands of fans the race Yes,
6: I would. Only racing fans are going to understand this. I think most most people in sports who follow racing on the periphery, they know that Talladega has been talked about as one of the craziest, absolute nuttiest races when it comes to the infield. But in sports cars, there's something called the zoo at Sebring and photos, especially from the zoo this year were. You want to talk about optional clothing or barat little singlets that some men were wearing in the zoo. Yeah, it was amazing. I would like to do, maybe that's a Speed Freaks segment we can do next year. We can go to the zoo at Sebring, the Sebring 12 Hours, and the infield at Talladega when NASCAR rolls through and find out, seriously, who are the least clothed fans in all of motorsports. Hold on a
5: second. The Lucas Oil Nationals up in Minnesota. Oh, right, Brainerd. Yeah, what is that?
6: What they th- also call their fan tailgate area, the zoo. I don't think that has anything on the zoo in Florida, though. In Sebring, I mean, <laughs> couches were on fire again this year. That that's how nutty it got in Sebring.
5: Statman, where's the where's the strangest place that we've all been together where we were walking through a crowd or walking through the pits or the infield, going, holy smokes, this is these folks just started walking upright. <laughs> Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that depends
7: on what you're looking for. The strangest <laughs> I've ever felt was at Bristol when uh, I'm, I'm certain there was one guy who's prob- is probably the first generation in his family to walk upright. He oh, was, no. he was, <laughs> whoa, I you know, I did, wow. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, we had a great time at Bristol. Yes, we <laughs> yeah. did. But, but, yes, uh, we did. Yeah, some of those people, I wouldn't want
5: to see it after the sun went down. <laughs> We're going to get to this story about, uh, I don't want to give it away, but you know the old saying, well, it's not old, but, well, it's evidently synonymous with getting jacked around, catfished. Evidently, a dude was catfished in Talladega, and a whole hell of a lot of people know about it. If you don't, we'll share it with you. That's next, Fox Sports 910.
3: Good evening, my fellow citizens.
4: To provide guidance to mankind,
10: I saw a great 60-minute sports piece this week. It was a feature on the Jackson Wink MMA Gym in Albuquerque. The gym has trained champions, including Holly Holmes, who helped send Ronda Rousey into wrestling with an upset win in 2015. Among other training methods, the gym sends fighters up a mountain seven times in the 6,500-foot elevation of the Sandia Mountains outside Albuquerque. It teaches fighters to focus when they're uncomfortable. My mind drifted to racing drivers who must focus in the most uncomfortable comfortable of environments some don't obviously seven-time nascar champion jimmy johnson certainly has april 15th johnson ran the boston marathon in three hours nine minutes seven seconds a fantastic time and an example of focus in a difficult environment maybe more drivers should be training in the gym or on a mountain instead of just a racetrack peace
3: Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4422 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 4422, code 4422. Enjoy!
12: I was looking for a better way to check in on our house while I was at work, and a friend recommended Blink. I was skeptical, but decided to give it a shot, and I bought a Blink camera system. With our last security system...
13: False alarms, wires everywhere, and monthly fees we couldn't get out of.
12: My bad, but our Blink system is different. They're motion-activated cameras that work inside and outside. They're wire-free, easy to set up, and run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years. Total peace of mind.
13: And guess what? Blink camera systems start at just seventy nine ninety nine with no subscriptions.
12: We were on vacation and I got an alert on my smartphone that motion was detected at our front door. I checked my Blink app and I saw it was just my cool new device being delivered.
13: Hey, we agreed no new devices except Blink.
12: Just kidding.
14: Not kidding. This is your last chance to save up to a massive 42% on outdoor cameras or up to $200 on multi-camera XT systems through April 27th. Thanks to Blink, home security just got easier. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash offer. BlinkProtect.com slash offer. Hey.
5: Freak Nation, your favorite grocery store, Safeway, Vons, Albertsons, Target, the frozen food section, Kroger, Kroger, I bet they got Bubba Burger, jalapeno, bacon cheddar, we had bacon cheddar last night, wasn't it, bacon cheddar last night, Uh, go to your favorite grocery store, grab yourself some Bubba Burgers today, got a full week of Leading up to a big old weekend party, make sure you're cooking some Bubba burgers. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Speaking of biting, uh, evidently some dude bit on a, a a fake date, I guess you could say, Crash.
6: It's not Talladega. confirmed, but it sure as heck seems well, like what it. What the hell happened with the catfish
5: event in Talladega?
6: It, it caught my eye yesterday when I saw a tweet from Jeff Gluck saying, oh, no. There's a dude on the big screen at Talladega who has flowers for his girlfriend, Amber, who he has never met. Oof. Says they know each other through Facebook Oof. and they're supposed to meet here. I think he's getting catfished. Quote, this is what this guy said. Oof. She's the sexiest woman ever Oof. is what he told the crowd. What? Yeah. So that drama oh, went on. So he
5: was on the big screen?
6: No, yeah. Monica Palumbo, she's a former Miss Sprint Cup, and she's been in the Freak Nation many times. Great personality. She does all of the fan interviews at Talladega. or Actually, I think she does them for all of ISM Vision and all the the non-Bruton Smith tracks, so all the NASCAR-owned tracks. So, yeah, she found this guy. She was interviewing him, and he was very excited to finally meet his girlfriend. I don't know how you could have a girlfriend that you've never met you don't you can't have a girlfriend just from social media. But anyway, whatever, poor guy.
7: <laughs> yeah, you've <laughs> never seen that TV show. <laughs> they have a TV show that goes on every week with stories like that.
6: Kiss my butt. <laughs> but bottom line, it went on even to today's Cup race. It obviously yesterday the two never apparently never met people oh. were actually looking for him this guy named Omar carrying flowers and wearing it looked like an uh, Anaheim Angels hat weird hat but it was it was still an Anaheim Angels hat and yeah some people said they spotted him through the concourse still carrying those flowers trying to look for i guess Amber was this girl's name and this other guy tweeted at Jeff Gluck sometime yesterday Omar talked to me and my coworker at the transformation booth after the Xfinity race ended. He wondered how to get in the infield. Poor guy.
5: Oh, man. So if he wouldn't have done that interview on the big screen there at Talladega, you don't think this would have gone any further?
6: No, no. No, nobody would have known it. Okay, so a guy's carrying flowers. You usually just say, okay, whatever, dude. But, yeah, he was told... That apparently she was going to be wearing blue shoes and blue jeans, and she was a vendor there, and they were supposed to hook up, and according to even Monica giving a shout out during a yellow flag, today in the cup race, still nobody's heard anything.
5: Oh, and allegedly met her through his Facebook Facebook. page. Mm -hmm. Damn.
6: Been having a relationship for a while now supposed two to
7: years meet. i think isn't that what the was story re- said two oh. years what
6: yeah. oh my gosh oh dude
5: who does that remind you of it it happened the it happened a little bit before the daytona 24 hour four or five years ago
1: what
5: crasher the help me out alex who was the was he with no nope uh
6: Oh, um, no, Montaio.
5: Mont yeah, yeah.
6: And we all started doing photos like we had this fake person in our photos. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Monte Teo. Oh, Man- that's remember right. Remember that he
5: had the fake gir- Monte Manti- Teo. Manti- yeah. Teo. Manti- Teo had the fake girlfriend.
6: Is and- that what that ended up being? Was that a catfish scenario as well? Poor guy. Oh,
5: I'm goodness. not sure. Uh, I if you go back and look at the, well, I don't need to go back, but my point was, is when I heard about that story, I, th- I thought about Teo – and how even, even sports car pilots knew about Manti Taylor Oh,
6: because it was huge news.
5: It was huge <laughs> news.
6: Why was it huge news in January of that year? Because I was thinking, oh, yeah, he was just drafted. No, it wasn't no, he that. Was a, he, was,
7: he was a football player for the uh, Notre Dame mm-hmm. Fighting Irish, wasn't it National
6: he? championship game. Yeah, there he was uh,
7: the national championship game that all hit the <laughs> fan there.
5: Yeah, January 16th, 2013 is when these stories are hitting. I tell you, I've, I've got a hot girlfriend. Yes, yeah, she's real. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, oh
6: yeah. Okay. Now that happened with some guy named Omar in Talladega. Do you think he found love, though? Because when people are drinking, especially Saturday at the racetrack, when you know you've got all Saturday night to party, no, this is not sad piano. He might have there was no word from him today. He might have hooked up with somebody last night because, all right, me back in my 20s, maybe drunk and feeling sorry for a guy walking around with flowers.
15: Uh, oh, I might, man. yeah, I
6: might no. get a little something, no. something. Ugh. Oh, I, I wouldn't go all the way, no, 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 but I might, I might, you know, go a little kissy, kissy.
15: When I said Chris Anderson in your ear, Chris right. Anderson, the former, uh, whatever his name was, the nickname he had, we played with Miami and a bunch of other teams, Denver. Yes. Look him up. There was a catfish story that came out this year. I think there ended up being jail time for the chick. I don't know. I, I didn't Whoa. read too much into it, but there was something huge news. Chris Anderson, Birdman. Um, yeah, something with that jail time. I don't know oh, exactly yeah, what it yeah. was. I'm sorry. We're talking basketball. Birdman yeah, yeah.
5: From, with the Denver and yeah, Miami. Yeah.
15: And, oh Yeah, so oh, that oh. was another big story. That's why I said oh. Chris Anderson here.
5: That dude was catfish, the guy that's tatted up from toe to head? What's going on? Hey. His name is Todd Gilliland, 18-year-old Todd Gilliland. He won himself a big old race Friday night, the ARCA Series, General Tire 200. He joins us next. Speed Freaks, Pits, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefine.
5: Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, proving anywhere is possible with Speed Freak's And get
9: awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
5: Lucas Oil Studios, almost 19 years we've been doing this. Thank you, affiliates, for being a part of this. Sirius XM, and of course, all those snappy little digital platforms that we're on, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Radio.com. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. His name is Todd Gilliland, 18-year-old Todd Gilliland. Speaking of soon-to-be-19. Bam. Your ARCA Series winner from Talladega Friday night, joining us here in the Freak Nation, winning the uh, General Tire 200 race. Now, with the name of Gilliland, Todd, we know, of course, the significance of your old man, and, of course, he owns the team that you're Racing for with Arca, but have you found yourself, whether it was any other driver out there with the last name of a of a father that's raced in NASCAR in general, that you've had to prove yourself differently than other drivers?
16: Um, I think I haven't really felt pressure, um, you know, from him or from the last name, but I think I just want to prove myself. Um, you know, it's been really helpful to have obviously some relationships already opened up with him being in the Cup Series, but once you get that relationship started and, and talking, you know, nothing helps more than results. And, um, you know, just being able to go out there and perform for yourself.
5: With a race like Talladega, Super Speedway such as that, was there advice that your old man give you? And you've had success at Super Speedways, I know that. But is there advice that he continues to give you with these bigger tracks? Or is it, hey, man, you got this, dude?
16: Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, he does a really good job balancing of when he needs to really help me and, and be kind of critical of me and and times where he needs to help me kind of pick myself back up and and go do it again so the biggest thing he's told me is probably to to continue to be patient on and off the racetrack um you know if it's throughout the race and you gotta just let everything play out into your favor or, or against you but you just gotta let it happen and um you know off the racetrack things haven't been going great uh you know just just on the truck side really that um are hard to control but it's what it's all about. That's racing. It's uh, one of the hardest sports, in my opinion, to, to get momentum built back up and um, to get it back going again. But I feel like we have that right now.
6: Todd Gilliland joining us here in the Freak Nation, your winner from the ARCA race in Talladega this weekend. And that's one of the reasons, what you just said right there, that's one of the reasons why it's so key to get back where you do have a good comfort level, let's say ARCA, on a super speedway, and get a win. You've got to start that momentum somewhere. And who knows, maybe this kickstarts something great for you in the truck series moving forward.
16: Absolutely. That's what we're hoping for.
6: And it's tough because you're driving for Kyle Busch, and I know Kyle had some comments back in February that I'm wondering, does your dad kind of balance out what Kyle might say to you? Of course, Kyle Bush being your team owner in the truck series and Kyle saying, Hey, Gilliland's career's on the line. Can your dad kind of balance those out and give you, is that like when he really wants to give you that patience advice?
16: Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously what he said is, is all true. We have to perform last year. We didn't do great. And, um, you know, even this year we have not started off good at all. So, um, we need to get there, you know, sooner rather than later. And, um, you know, but nonetheless, I feel like everyone in our, on our team is pulling in the same direction at Calibush Motorsports. And, you know, the reason Kyle can say that stuff is because his team is top notch. And, um, you know, it really is a, a pleasure to drive there and, um, you know, continue to to work hard towards winning that first race. But, um, and that's one of the things that's cool is if the trucks are there, and um, you know, it really allows you to kind of work on myself and my communication, everything like that to, to make myself a lot better.
7: Todd, Kenny and I have driven NASCAR trucks in schools where you are on the track one at a time, but that comes nowhere close to the difficulty of driving it in a race. Those things are hard to handle. I bet you're learning that driving uh, stock cars versus trucks.
16: Absolutely. Uh, you know, when you go out there by yourself, it seems easy. It's uh, You have tons of downforce and tons of side force, but... Um, you know the real difficult time is when you get into the race. I'm just even the initial start. You're driving to turn one with obviously trucks in front of you and all around you, and uh, you have probably a quarter of the grip uh, aerodynamically that you had in practice, and um, obviously tire pressures are down and everything's cold. So, um, you know that'll get your attention quick, and it's really hard to pass just because you don't have the air on your truck when you need it the most, and um, obviously I've gotten myself in trouble with that plenty of, plenty of times, but, um, it's something where you always want to push the envelope, but, um, you know, the second you do, you just get yourself into more trouble. So, um, you really just need to, uh, kind of wait for them to make a mistake. And at your, at the same time, you've, uh, probably got some people reading down your neck behind you. So you have to be perfect too.
7: Are you saying you definitely have to feather the throttle differently in a truck versus a car when you restart during a race?
16: I think you just have to, to really be careful about what positions you put yourself in, because, know, um, like I said, it's, it's usually going to be a bad spot no matter where you are. Um, you know, the further you get back in the pack, the worse air there is, and um, you need you to make the best out of every position. It always helps a lot to put your left front fender out to get um, a little bit more air on it to, to help with the tightness and also give yourself a little bit of gap on your right side off someone else to, um, you know, to keep some side force on it, so. It's a little bit uh, luck and position, but at the same time, you can also be smart about it.
7: Todd Gilliland is the ARCA winner from Talladega Friday night, the General Tire 200 on General Tires. Todd, how quickly can you adjust from a car to a truck? Is it immediate, or does it take a lap or two in practice?
16: Well, every time I've gotten able to jump in the, uh, the ARCA racing series, I feel like I've just had so much fun. Um, you know, From the first lap on the racetrack, you're just sliding around Uh, compared to the trucks and it's kind of the same has a lot of the same uh issues when you get in the race around other people but um you know just being able to slide it a little bit more and um have a little bit less tightness right behind people it it helps a lot and um, at the same time you can work on some other stuff but also still paying attention to to the same issues that i'm gonna have to learn um you know say maybe even the next day in the truck
5: Todd, when you're watching this afternoon's race with the Cup Series on Talladega, are you on the edge of your seat like most of us are as fans? But I mean, you're the, you're a dude that's run that that track numerous times in a big boy car, but do you watch it uh, on the edge of your seat?
16: I was today. That was really good racing. Um, <laughs> you know, they're all right in the pack, double file the whole time, and even the Archer race got a little bit single filed out. And luckily, we we're in the lead at the time because it gets really hard to pass. Um, when you get into those situations. But today it seemed like everyone was being being really aggressive and able to make as many moves as they wanted. So um, to me, that was really, really awesome to watch. But um, at the same time, I'm sure those drivers were out of control. You could see them, um, you know, slipping, sliding around. And that's definitely not fun at 190 or 200, uh, however fast they were going. So um, it was really cool. And I feel like as a driver watching a race, you definitely notice the the bad situations as, as well as the good things that people did uh, even more
6: you know what was not awesome to watch who is flossing on your twitter account a couple days ago
16: oh dude that was awesome to watch too come on that was uh that was a couple weeks ago on vacation actually in costa rica and uh they had some music playing and it just came to me <laughs> the
6: floss baby now i think you know the hip action i don't know there's there's something that just is missing there todd
16: yeah, I don't think I nailed it yet, but I'll keep working on it. I might have to release another video of my, my final attempt at it.
6: <laughs> oh, there's got to be a victory lane floss. Ooh. Seriously. Your next win, you're going to do the perfected version of the floss, and it's going to be for Kyle Busch, and he's going to give you a mega what high a five boy. because of it.
16: <laughs> Heck, yeah. I'm going to start practicing right after we get off the phone here. So is your guys' <laughs> idea when I win and just start flossing on them.
5: Well, it's crazy, man, with your old man. And now you again. Your your old man was 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 running the cup full time, and he'd roll into the Freak Nation to come out to some of our parties there in Southern California. And yes. Now, you guys to,
6: are a great family. Yeah. Seriously, I can tell by talking to you too.
5: It's awesome. It's awesome. Congratulations, Todd.
16: Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
5: <laughs> Stat man, you spent some time with Todd out at Irwindale Speedway there in Southern California, and found out that this 18-year-old is old beyond his years.
7: Oh, he was old beyond his years. When I talked to him at 15, I think it was 15, our first conversation. And you look at him while he's talking and said, no, this guy, he can't he can't be under 21. He was more mature than some of the clowns that were he was racing against in uh, K&N. And some of the guys who came up from uh, the late models at Irwindale, just a... a a, a cool kid, and that I talked to Bill McAnally, who he raced for, and uh, Bill said the same thing that the kid is—he's uh, ready, uh, ma- mature-wise. Uh, he just needs more experience. He's—he's he's ready to get in a Cup car uh, and handle it right away. And hearing him talk, he sounded more hooked up than some of the drivers were in today's Cup race.
5: <laughs> His dad, Dave Gilliland, who we've known for quite a while. In fact, I—we were talking to. Todd, before he went on the air with us, about his dad would come in to sh- come on the show or come to our parties, and I think it was either right when Todd was born. I mean, that's how long we've been doing this damn thing. Todd at 18 years old, and Dave Gilliland, just what a nice guy. It's, it's, one, it's one of those cats that is just, what can I do for you, Kenny? What can I do yeah. for you, Speed Freaks?
6: Yeah, just plain good people.
5: Good old Southern California dudes that would that earned their earned their way up through. Remember when Todd Gilliland got that first ride? Todd or David? Excuse me, Dave Gilligan. D- Dave Gill- Gilliland when he got his first ride, I think first full time ride, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. It was just significant because it was Gilliland stat man was associated with those tracks in Southern California, Irwindale Speedway specifically, and all of a sudden we got one of our own running with the big boys.
7: Yeah, and his dad was also, I yes. think Todd is third, at least third uh, uh, generation driver. So, yeah, I mean, that's the family business is racing cars. And Todd, uh, he, he just laughs about going to high school. Like, who cares about those guys? You know, I mean, it's, he's, he's really just, uh, we all know the ARCA people really work with their drivers to get them trained for media but Todd could probably work with some of the other drivers in uh, the Xfinity series to get them trained for media. He really understands how to talk to
5: people. And that's, you know, that's an indication that he was bought up. Right. And he alluded to it in the interview. We were talking about this 30 minutes ago. Or so in regards to the speeds that are reached at Talladega and he brought it up, these guys going, you know, buck 90 plus on the backstretch and how, crazy that it is to watch and here and and granted I know he's 18 years old and but a guy who's raced that track talking about how fast these guys are going statman, kind of alludes to our conversation about trying to either slow these guys down or these guys should be earning some stripes before they get out there on the track and and run a race
7: well I think they should slow them down and not with restrictor plates uh where you affect the acceleration but just take some of the power out of the engine so that you still have cars accelerating away from each other because of driver talent and not because of uh, the technology in the cars. And I was listening to him, some of the detail and getting air on the left front and leaving a little more space on the the other side to help pass and down. Mm -hmm. I mean, just listen to this guy He really understands what's going on, and I don't know if he learned that from Dave, uh, his father, but uh, he understands what's happening, and I don't think everybody does when they get behind the wheel of those cars.
5: Here's a perfect example, and it just came to me listening to Stat talk about an 18-year-old, again, sounding wise beyond his years. Colton Herta. he ran the Indy Lights Mm-hmm. at Indianapolis Motor Speedway to last year. But this is a different animal. This is going to be his first time on the track in the IndyCar series at 18 years old.
6: In the Big Daddy Indy 500, yeah. And we were just talking about stock cars around Talladega going 204 miles an hour and how an airplane takes off at 175 miles an hour. Now we're talking IndyCars. They're going to be averaging 225 miles an hour. They're hoping to get back into the 230 mile per hour range. Of course they are. Colton Hurta, 18. How's that 225 looking for you?
5: Well, all of us, Statman, you as well. When you hop on your motorcycle and you're in your helmet, you feel a sense of safety with that helmet. Even just hopping in your car, you feel a sense of safety until something happens, until something shocks you back into reality. Like, you know what? I'm a moving target out here on this motorcycle or yeah, the moment I looked down at my phone because it buzzed, I almost rear-ended somebody at 65 miles an hour. And I can only imagine. These guys strapped on, strapped in with these five-point seat belts, the Hans device, the helmet, you know, 204 miles an hour doesn't seem that fast until you go airborne like Kyle Larson or a dude like... Ryan Newman says, you know what? 204, that's just a little too damn fast for what we're doing here.
6: Yeah, what, who's another driver that had a shocking comment this weekend? I think it was Clint Boyer. And unfortunately, he also was out early today. But he had a comment. I can't remember if it was after Friday or after Saturday's practice in which he said, we are just accelerating too too fast up behind. Like, the drivers behind you are accelerating too fast up on you. And he said, I've never experienced that before at Talladega. <laughs> so, again, goes to your argument, Kenny, of – yeah, we probably need a few more practice days before this race. Friday and Saturday just doesn't cut it. I
5: think we're on to something, Statman, about establishing some practice days, some practice pack racing prior to the race on Sunday, and and at the ma- big tracks. Yeah, at the, exactly. At the big tracks, maybe that's something that again you should you should start to look into. NASCAR is with these younger guys that aren't that experienced on these tracks, or if you got Michael Waltrip. Okay. Jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Waltrip School of yeah, we
7: just we just went down a different road. With that. <laughs> yeah. We just made a left turn into a ne- different alley.
5: <laughs> Look, you, you're cheating with jet fuel in your carburetor, and it's Michael Waltrip Racing. Come on,
7: how's no, it? they? They say that they observe the young guys. Uh, they they observe them one at a time. They go to their rookie tests and so forth, and they observe them in packs in uh, testing. Right. But I think they need more than what's happening.
5: Freak Nation, coming up next hour, NHRA Top Fuel winner, Steve Torrance, 2013 Indy 500 champion, Tony Kanaan. And Lil' Rel Howery, you may know him from his comedians, his stand-up routine. Or you may know him from several movies, including the blockbuster Get Out. Hell of a comedian. Uh, He'll be joining us in the second hour of The Freaks. It's all coming up. Lucas Hole Studios, Speed Freaks Pits.
0: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
4: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
13: Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine.
5: Second hour of the Freaks, Lucas Hole Studios. I'm having an argument with the tail end millennial here in the Freak Nation, thinking that the Game of Thrones is the most popular TV show ever, ever. since in the t-
9: history of TV.
15: How can you say that? It's on HBO. It's not even on a larger network. HBO now, in my opinion, <laughs> was started to get numbers up, and, H- and uh, Game of Thrones was the main cog in that system. It is. People <laughs> are spending 15.99 a month to watch Game of Thrones.
6: Oh, for the app? Oh, I see. Wait right? a minute.
7: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're <laughs> going to say that The Sopranos didn't make uh, it possible for Game of Thrones to be successful? Oh, I didn't say that. Liar. I didn't say that at all. I didn't what say that way? at all. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You said that people were paying to... Uh, watch Game of Thrones. That they that implies that they didn't pay to watch The Sopranos. That they didn't pay to watch The Wire. <laughs> that they didn't pay to watch three other series that were successful on HBO that I can't even think of.
15: <laughs> Statman, I'm saying H, HBO now the 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 a la carte app only started a couple years ago. So that part where you could spend 15 bucks a month. Game of Thrones. I'm tell. Look at the numbers for tonight. Will break all kinds of records. I'm sure. That's more what I was alluding to. I didn't say the most popular, Kenny. I said the biggest. And this episode oh, tonight. excuse me. It's, it's completely different. It's, Stop twisting my words. What's the difference between <laughs> the biggest? What's the biggest? The biggest means the biggest numbers. Like Avengers was it? The, was the Avengers the most popular movie of all time? Opening the, weekend. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it was the most popular. I mean, that doesn't mean it's everybody's favorite. <laughs> it means it was, it's was. it been the biggest up to this point. And that's what I'm thinking about Game of Thrones. Thank you for twisting my words.
7: Wait a minute. If you're <laughs> going to talk about the biggest numbers at box office or the biggest numbers of people that have seen it, because the box office numbers change every 60 days, the prices go up. So you could have fewer people see a movie, and the movie makes more money. So that's you can't say that yeah. uh, just because it makes more money that it's the most popular. I
15: agree. So you, Stavin, you and I are I'm in, way it, way are it. in. No, no no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kenny has put a rift between us, of which there should be none. What?
12: <laughs> I'm about to whip somebody's ass. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Statman man still thinks Brian Piccolo is the Stop uh, it.
6: What? Oh, I want to cry just if you say Brian Piccolo. No. It's enough to just induce tears.
5: Oh my god. I mean, god. what are
6: we what are we talking about here? We're talking about
7: you can't compare Game of Thrones to Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> <laughs>
5: When 50% of the country was locked into the
15: Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1962. Yeah, when you had five channels to watch, it's completely different. Where is Richie when you need him? This is where I need Richie in studio. Right. right now. Because he'll give some sort of random number that would back me up.
6: Still, I would put MASH up against Game of Thrones.
15: I'll be curious what's, what these numbers are or versus Seinfeld. Sopranos. Come on. Seinfeld. Right? Yeah. Well, oh, sitcoms okay. and and stuff like this compl- I don't know if you can compare the two. The point is this
6: is Dallas. Right? Dallas, yeah. Dallas, Mash and Game of Thrones. You can compare those three. And yes, it would be I an mean, int- I love Lucy for
15: crying out loud. Love- can we talk about TV shows with where it's your <laughs> color TV at least? Give me at least like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
7: See, you're talking about numbers, and numbers could prove anything, uh, but especially if you're going to talk about money paid because the money changes again every 60 days.
5: Every single trend on Twitter, United States trend,
15: is Game of Thrones. Can you ever say that about I Love Lucy? Probably not.
6: (laughs) Alex, Twitter wasn't around back then.
15: You're not going to
7: say in in 15 years that somewhere in the world at any moment of the day somebody is watching I Love Lucy. You're not going to say that about Game of Thrones in 15 years.
5: Game of Thrones season 8 premiere shatters ratings record. HBO hit delivered 17.4 million viewers on Sunday. That's not Sopranos. Numbers. Uh, we'll regroup here, Freak Nation, with some affiliates to get back with Crash Diners Pit News and Notes.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
5: The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates for Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, how are you doing? Coming up, NHRA top fuel winner Steve Torrance will be checking in from his party. We're going to have a freaking flashback with 2013 Indy 500 champion and IndyCar champion Tony Kanaan will be here in the Freak Nation. Lil Rel Howery, comedian, actor, joins us this hour first, Crash Gladys, spit news and notes brought to you by General Tire. You got a big old fat truck? What a big old family SUV. Put some General Tires on that bad boy. For more information, you go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher?
6: Supercross kicked off the racing weekend, and it was Cooper Webb with the win in East Rutherford, New Jersey. He is still atop the points with just one race to go. Yeah. Supercross, the season is coming to an end. Yeah, they start motocross, the the outdoor season, so to speak, just a couple weeks after. But Supercross, what the? We're already close to May. Vegas next weekend, baby. In the 250s, Chase Sexton was the rider with the win, and he nabs the East Points Championship. They will go off on the East-West Shootout next weekend as well in Las Vegas. Yeah, I still can't believe it. Supercross season next weekend. It ends all in Las Vegas. Formula One raced in Azerbaijan. See? I, I just I can't look at it. Kenny, that's one of those words. I can't look at All it. Right, I'm going to mispronounce okay. it. It was the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Valtteri Bottas with the win. And he now takes over the series points lead after basically a lights-to-flag perfect win over his teammate, Lewis Hamilton. And, yeah, the season is shaping up to be a battle between these two. It's going to only get better. This is now their, what, fourth consecutive 1-2 finish for Mercedes this season. Psh, does not suck. Ferrari who? All right, NASCAR raced in Talladega. We've had lots of Talladega talk on this edition of Speed Freaks. Todd Gilliland, you just heard from him last hour. He won the General Tire 200 ARCA race on Friday. Tyler Reddick overcame some adversity to win the Xfinity race on Saturday. And Sunday was all about Chevy for once this year. Chase Elliott took the win. Ty Dillon won stage one. Chase Elliott won stage two. And the overall race win. Wow. Wow. NHRA raced the Charlotte Four Wide National. Steve Torrance with his first win of the season. Sean Langdon took his first win in Funny Car. Now becomes the 17th driver in the history of the sport to win both. Top Fuel and Funny Car and Andrew Hines, number 50, wins in Pro Stock Bikes.
5: Steve Torrance, NHRA Funny Car winner next. Top Fuel winner, that is.
0: (laughs) Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
6: Then grab the Reduced Fat and the Turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
5: For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all-terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APT, General Tire's balance excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember... With General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to generaltire.com. General Tire
2: complete engine treatment.
5: is motorsports
2: introducing lucas oil racing tv your exclusive unlimited 24 7 motorsports app now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime anywhere get the finest in grassroots racing national events live coverage behind the scenes action and interviews you won't see anywhere else there's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports biggest names like dave disbane hosting the legends and current superstars of racing for more information visit lucasoilracing.tv lucas oil racing tv grab it and hold on tight
9: Awesome. You're listening
5: to Speed
9: Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
11: From the Lucas
5: Oil Studios, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, at Speed Freaks on Twitter. They're for you on Facebook and, of course, SpeedFreaks.tv. Steve Torrance, your NHRA top fuel winner from the four wide nationals joining us here in the Freak Nation. It sounds like you finally figured something out this weekend, man.
17: Man, I don't know if we figured it out or if we just kind of got that chip on our soldier, shoulder and showed up to do work. And these Capco boys, man, I tell you what, they're bad at the bone. We like coming to Z-Max. I used to not be a big fan of the four wide, but how can you dispute it when you have a lot of success at it? So it, uh, it, it, just it's one of those deals that, you know, it's like a love-hate deal. I really hate it, but I love to come here and try to win it.
7: Steve Torrance, winner of the NHRA top fuel category in Charlotte this week in the four-wide racing. When you say you hate it, Steve, does that mean you hate four-wide racing?
17: Man, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. I've, done, I've been too successful <laughs> and just very fortunate and blessed to, to go up there. Um, the one good thing is it's only three rounds instead of four, So, and you only got to win one of them. You can be second in the other two.
7: Steve, is that just something for the veterans of racing like you, John Force? He's been up there with just two cars on the track for so long, four decades. When you get four cars on the track, is that some place for new thinking to come into play and have an impact on the sport? Well,
17: I don't know. I mean, it's all about I don't know, but it's all on, it's you know, it's just focus and concentration and going up there. I mean, it's a little different than what you typically do, but you just got to put your head in the game and go up there and, and and remember that it's still the first one to the end. Take off first and, and get there first and you win. So drag racing is pretty simple if, if you think about it that way.
6: Is there any sort of a difference, Steve Torrance, in the four wides at Vegas versus the four wides at Charlotte? Because sometimes the way the grandstands are configured, the loud, the, the I guess the the level of noise for you guys could be higher one place versus another. But does that even exist?
17: No, not really. I mean, I, I'm I'm one of the I'm one of those drivers that really the, the, everything on the outside doesn't affect me too much. Once I get going and kind of get in my, my my zone, that it's all the same and. See, Bruton Smith built some unbelievable facilities, and, and to, to be able to go to either one of them is, is one in the same. Uh, once you get on the racetrack, they're, they're unparalleled. So it, it, it's not really too big of a transition, and I like Vegas. I mean, it's, I like Vegas because there's more fun stuff to do there than in Charlotte, but other than that, it, they're pretty similar.
6: I have no idea what you're talking about. Just kidding. <laughs> Steve Torrance joining us here in the Freak Nation. His first win, defending world champion, by the way, first win for 2019 and we touched a little bit about your success at charlotte what is it with this track that you are just so comfortable or you are just so good here
17: i don't know if it's good or just comfortable or or, i mean bottom bottom line end of the day it's these boys and i just i do my best and drive the car and they give me one badass race car and it's uh we typically there's there's tracks that we do better at this just seems to be one of them just different conditions and I mean, today was hot and greasy, and that's our wheelhouse. So, I- I'm really proud of the boys. And I mean, I-, I say it once, I say it all the time. These Capco boys are just badass hombres. And when when we're on, we're on.
5: What do you think the problem was with those other three in the lanes? They didn't even get down the track at the full pass. You did.
17: I think that we went 77 around before. That was probably their problem. <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs> Are you a big believer, Steve Torrance, winner, NHRA, Top Fuel, four-wide nationals, a big believer in momentum?
17: Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I carried that momentum through the countdown last year, and and uh, I believe in it. I mean, it's, it's as far as, as just everybody's confidence and and as driving the car, tuning the car, working on the car, when when you're going rounds and winning, it's, it, I mean, it, it, that momentum's high and the confidence is high, and that pushes you to the next level.
6: Well, let's talk a little bit about momentum in the city of Charlotte tonight. You said Vegas has more fun spots, but I have a feeling you're going to find a place in Charlotte to celebrate this first win well, of 2019. Well, let me tell you, the
17: guys are getting some momentum right now to get me over here to take some photos and <laughs> blow this train horn and drink some beer with them tonight, so I'm going to have to bail out on you guys pretty quick. But I think that we're going to test the uh, test the waters and see how big of a festival we can have.
6: Man. Go to Dale Jr.'s, what is it, Whiskey Row, Whiskey River? Yeah. Head over there. It's whiskey something, and we might be there.
5: boy, Steve <laughs> Torrance, NHRA top fuel winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Go party, dude. Thank you.
17: Hey, thank you, guys. Adios.
6: Y'all having a good time out there.
5: <laughs> Damn. Yeah.
6: If it's whiskey something, we'll be there. Nice. I
5: don't know, man. The dude that runs a 330-mile-an-hour race car, that was like a 300-mile-an-hour 1,000-foot pass interview.
6: That was one of the fastest we've done with him, yeah.
5: Was that under five minutes? Was that under five minutes? <laughs> oh, my god! Priorities. Gosh.
6: His guys were already drinking. He wasn't having any of it yet. Priorities.
5: <laughs> he's not even going to remember that
7: damn interview. No, he's probably not. That's an eight-minute interview done in five minutes.
5: That's what <laughs> just happened. <laughs> god. And, Crasher, you brought this up, too. and. If you don't follow drag racing, you don't understand the strangeness of this, that you had NHRA top fuel, NHRA funny car, and NHRA pro-stock bike, but no pro-stock
6: Yeah, that cars. was just, it was odd. When I was getting gathering all the information from all the races today, I'm like, why are there no pro-stock results? Where are the pro-stock cars? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, they cut back the schedule starting this year. I just find it odd, though, that Charlotte and the four wides was one that they cut out. There are teams based in Charlotte in pro stock. Hello, Greg Anderson, multi-time champion. Jason Line, same thing. Wow. That just blew me away. It's weird.
5: Statman, you're still not on board with this four-wide racing, are you?
7: No, no, (laughs) no. I, I, I think somebody mentioned or I read it somewhere this afternoon that you only have to win one race. Uh, You you could finish second in all the heats, and you only have to win one heat uh, to win the overall. And to me, that just doesn't compute.
5: That finally hit me when Steve Torrance said just that in that interview, where you can get second in a couple of races, all you have to do is win the last one.
6: Yeah, (laughs) because the top two always advance.
5: Yeah. Again, I've never thought about it, frankly, and maybe if I did, I would have understood it, but that's true. You just have to win one damn race. You could be second best leading up to it because that's the that's the been the attraction for many people when they get into drag racing and follow drag racing is you you don't have any time to, you, you can't pull into the pits halfway down the track <laughs> to adjust your car. It's do or die every time you get up there to the track. So, if you have a shot at, okay, I may not win this thing, but I know I got my, oh boy, a second place car. Stop <laughs> oh. it. <laughs> That's what we should ask Steve Torres. Hey, Steve, what'd you think? Maybe you had a second place car going to this championship win tonight?
6: Second place, the first loser.
5: <laughs> Freak Nation, we have a freaking flashback with Tony Cannon. Kanaan. Tony Cannon's been coming into the Speed Freaks pits before we were even around. Meaning, I met Tony kanan when he was running for, I don't remember the team crasher, but it was like Panasonic
6: was no, his sponsor. No, he wasn't Panasonic. Who, who was his team? Oh, it's where the whole monkey, his his monkey tattoo became reality for people. Come on, why can't I think of this? Not MCI, but it, it, who, well, not R-C-E-R-O. Who the heck was it? Just we'll go look it up. Yeah. Uh,
5: Tony Kanal, we're having a freaking flashback with him—not 20 years ago, but almost six years ago, prior to him winning the Indy 500. That and Lil Rel Howery, a comedian actor, joins us this hour as well. First, how about your Step Man,
2: Skat? Good evening, my fellow citizens. Step Man, let's get to provide guidance to mankind.
10: I saw a great 60-minute sports piece this week. It was a feature on the Jackson Wink MMA Gym in Albuquerque. The gym has trained champions, including Holly Holmes, who helped send Ronda Rousey into wrestling with an upset win in 2015. Among other training methods, the gym sends fighters up a mountain seven times in the 6,500-foot elevation of the Sandia Mountains outside Albuquerque. It teaches fighters to focus when they're uncomfortable. My mind drifted to racing drivers who must focus in the most uncomfortable comfortable of environments some don't obviously seven-time nascar champion jimmy johnson certainly has april 15th johnson ran the boston marathon in three hours nine minutes seven seconds a fantastic time and an example of focus in a difficult environment maybe more drivers should be training in the gym or on a mountain instead of just a racetrack peace Motorsports
1: Radio
3: redefined. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4422 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 4422, code 4422. Enjoy!
12: I was looking for a better way to check in on our house while I was at work, and a friend recommended Blink. I was skeptical, but decided to give it a shot, and I bought a Blink camera system. With our last security system...
13: False alarms, wires everywhere, and monthly fees we couldn't get out of.
12: My bad, but our Blink system is different. They're motion-activated cameras that work inside and outside. They're wire-free, easy to set up, and run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years. Total peace of mind.
13: And guess what? Blink camera system started at just 79.99 with no subscriptions.
12: We were on vacation and I got an alert on my smartphone that motion was detected at our front door. I checked my Blink app and I saw it was just my cool new device being delivered.
13: Hey, we agreed no new devices except Blink.
12: Just kidding. Not kidding. This is your last chance to save up to
14: a massive 42% on outdoor cameras or up to $200 on multi-camera XT systems through April 27th. Thanks to Blink, home security just got easier. Visit BlinkProtect.com offer. BlinkProtect.com offer. Every time I look
1: You know,
5: I could be on the edge of a building about to jump off a 60-story building and someone plays a little bit of Roy Orbison for me. I'm cool. I'll back up. Go back home.
6: (laughs) Why would you be at the edge of a 60? Okay, whatever.
5: You got it in about an hour?
6: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank
5: you. I needed some Roy Orbison this afternoon, evening, depending on where you're listening to us. You're listening to us in Hawaii.
6: (laughs) That could still be kind of late afternoon. (laughs)
5: LucasOil.com. You having horsepower issues with your engine? a little giddy-up? Lucas Oil has a product for you. Inside your engine, outside your engine, inside your car, outside your car. Lucas Oil. You go to LucasOil.com and find the righteous product to keep your righteous ride on the road.
6: So, Tony. So that team we were thinking of? Yes. Or you were trying to think of with Tony Canon? the Tasman Motorsports team. And it wasn't MCI sponsorship. It was LCI. I was kind of close. But Tasman Motorsports, known for Andre Ribeiro, Adrian Fernandez, Scott Goodyear, and one year with Tony Cannon, his rookie season.
5: I was fine. I finally watched Green Book yesterday, and it was on my way back, for, it was on our, on our flight back, and a reference in, in that movie was about, and I don't want to give it anything away, it was reference to long-distance calling, and I thought... <laughs> People don't know about paying long distance calls, like collect calls. There's not, there's no long distance anymore, is there? No.
6: Right. I, I don't think so, because everything's done on your cell phone.
5: Stat? Do, do you have a, a landline now, Stat?
7: Yeah, I got a rotary cell phone that I just got from uh, Kmart the other
5: day. It was awesome. wonderful. Kmart. That's at Kmart's <laughs> like long distance. Where the hell they'd go, man? jeez mci (laughs) mail remember mci mail yes yeah and 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 you would get these you would get calling cards that you would use to call long distance i would
6: i would collect those yes they gave so many of those out in the cart indycar series and i would just oh my gosh i would hoard those because when i moved to la i would i would use those to call back home it's like okay i've only got 15 minutes let's make this card worth it
5: you have five minutes left on this call right man (laughs) Tony Canan has been coming into Freak Nation for the last 19 years. I met Tony Canan when I was doing news sports in Los Angeles when he was running for the Kart Series in the Long Beach Grand Prix. I covered him a couple of times there. Then we was, when we started Speed Freaks, you just knew that this guy would be a, a lifelong Freak Nation member. Uh, we don't talk a whole lot of racing when he joins us. This is a conversation that we had for with a freaking flashback that we had with him on media day leading up to the 2013 Indy 500.
6: Oh, so four days before he actually wins the Indy 500, yeah. his one and only. Oh, wow, wow.
5: And uh, I will let and, and again Tony Kanon, Indy 500 champion, IndyCar champion, just just a, probably top two or three personality in all of motorsports. Uh, I'll let myself set this up with Crash, Speed Freak Spits. Oh, no. Tony Kanaan, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent here in the Freak Nation. And I heard you talking to an interviewer just a few minutes ago, and he's talking about success. And I've hammered you on this before, because when you and I talked 15 years ago, you couldn't say the freaking word success. You said success. 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 But that still sounds good. It does, doesn't it? But back then, you were just learning freaking English, right?
14: Yeah, and then, you know, obviously, uh, some of my uh, mechanics... uh didn't teach me the right words and
5: I thought I was rocking with my English but yeah success it wasn't uh what wh- comes to what comes to mind what's the worst word that your mechanics or some American hooch told you that's a cool word to say in English I mean actually Kenny the the, the funniest story was
14: I was in a shop one day and I want a I want a rubber band I had I used to get paid by Steve Horn uh <laughs> cash it was cash back in the days not, oh. a, not a lot two thousand dollars and uh I want a rubber band to wrap my money. So I went to the shop. I didn't know how to say that. And I asked my crew chief because I was going to ask Christine Horn, my team owner's wife, which was the secretary of the team, for a rubber band. And I said, um, guys, how do I say I want this elastic thing?" They said condom. <laughs> so I go back to the office and I go to see Christine. I'm 18 years old, living with them. I said, "Christine, uh, Pretending that I know English a lot, Uh, I need a favor. She goes, of course, honey. What do you need? I said, I need a condom. She went, what? I said, yeah, a condom. You know? She's like, a condom for what? Said to wrap my money. And she's like, you bloody Brazilians, you guys are dirty. You so now we do that all the time in Brazil. You never do this,
5: and obviously, uh, that was it. I would say that was the worst. But you could store a lot of money in a big old condom, couldn't you? <laughs> for sure. But, but that didn't go well with her.
6: <laughs> no, that's a new marketing ploy. I mean, for the IndyCar series, you sell IndyCar condoms and you shove your your prize money in there. Perfect. Thanks.
14: Can you imagine you win the 500, put a million dollars
5: in the condom? <laughs> That's a big condom. That's a big condom? I want a magnum for my dough, baby. <laughs> Extra large, please.
6: <laughs> now, Tony, you are—I mean, condoms aside, you're a married man now. We you don't got
1: have to wear condoms
14: now. <laughs> I
6: wasn't really going there, but I guess I was. No, come on. Oh, well, yeah, you, you don't.
5: I'm, I'm taking the risk right now with her, you know. I've had to for the last three years. That's what? your problem. <laughs> it really is my yeah, problem. problem. Crash, go ahead. Do not, do you're not take. Okay,
6: here we go. What's up with that? <laughs> no, no, no. But you're, you're married. Your best friend, Dario, is now single. This is upsetting a little friendship here, right?
14: No, uh, no, I don't think so. You know, Dario, uh, you know, I, I, I felt bad for it. I've been through it myself. And uh, we'll be on the hunt to find Dario's girlfriend now. You know, I'm on the hunt to find a Simona boyfriend. Oh.
6: But uh, what are you, matchmaker?
14: No, the thing is, Simona, it's been uh, she she felt pretty lonely lately. I I don't think that is gonna have a problem. You know, handsome guy, three-time Indianapolis 500 winner. I don't think you have a problem with the ladies. But Simona is really young and uh, she's struggling. So we are. Uh, we launched this promotion on my Twitter account last week. Uh, guys are sending resumes, so we can use speech freaks as <laughs> yeah, well, right? We guys, send the pictures, yeah. and we'll do a vote. And then what we do, once we vote it, she doesn't get to vote. We'll, yeah, we we'll will pick, it. and then we'll, uh, I'll buy them dinner. So, Tony Canon is like
5: the love doctor. Canaanmatch.com. That's my new <laughs> <laughs> wow, you like the Dr. Ruth, the Brazilian Dr. Ruth of the IndyCar. No, do you even know who Dr. Ruth is? No. She was this wrinkled up woman talking about hard ons and boobs oh, really? and sex. I mean, how they, did I miss that? I don't know. When, when a woman looks like she's 85 years old talking about having sex, she kind of thumbed through the TV. What? Wow, can you never know. Back in the days, I, I would sure. watch her. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there were some things that you
14: could learn rolling over here in the States, right? Definitely, man. Definitely. When I came here, I was 17, and I didn't know anything. So I would do anything to learn English. And the, first, all about the condom. And, and they told me that the best way to learn, find an American girl,
5: you know, start dating her so you, you learn how to speak English. I married one, so. Tony Cannon, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent here in the Freak Nation. All right, so your first date with an American woman, and we're not going to go there, Tony. I know you want to. But what's the <laughs> most awkward thing with your first date with an American woman? that you can actually share with the Freak Nation. Actually, uh, funny, because you guys know how healthy I am, how healthy I eat.
14: And uh, first date, she took me to have a cheeseburger, and I, <laughs> I wouldn't eat, but you're trying to impress the girl, So you're kind of like... And, you know, when you don't eat... Junk food, I would say, for a long time, and you have to eat it for the first time. You kind of feel sick, so I had it, and then an hour of a sudden, 10 minutes later, I'm getting sick, and I'm like, oh, man, this is not going well. So, yeah, it was, it's not very fun, but it, it was uh, the cheeseburger, having a cheeseburger with the American girl. Did you crap your pants? it was a lot of gas, Kenny, I have to say. You know, and you hold it for like four hours, and, and you wait until she leaves. I went to the restroom a few times. <laughs> Excuse me for a second.
5: So it went well after that, though, with the American woman? Well, uh, yeah, we dated for three months,
14: and then uh, we never had a cheeseburger again, but uh, yeah, it was okay. You ever had a woman shave your back? I don't have hair on my back. For good reason. Well, thank God. You know, you but... I, uh, you gotta hear a chest? No, no, not a
6: lot. Ooh, nice tap, though. Well,
5: you, you shave the freaking six-pack, don't you? I do, I do,
14: I do because I do the and so We have to put the, uh, you know, the the swimming suit on. It's it's really like it, it shaves for you if you don't. So uh, not that I shave because I want to look. Because now, like you said, I'm married already. It doesn't matter if I look good or bad anymore. Crashy, you got anything? We've been swimming in the gutter for the last ten
5: minutes. I know,
6: but I just let you boys go. I mean, that's just you guys have this chemistry going, so it's all good. Okay. And you're talking about ladies, so I just stand back and go, let me hear this you, one. You
5: know, the triathlons. I've swam, I've swam in, in the ocean many many times, and I get a. And and only like for five minutes. I get out of that thing with my shorts on. I can't find it for a week and a half. I imagine you, when you're in the water for two hours, dude, you're looking for it for a week. It, it, it's, you know,
14: I'm i I'm better, I'm probably better than you in swimming, Kenny. That's why. So I'll come over to Miami. We'll teach you how to swim. We'll give you a Brazilian, uh, a Brazilian swimming suit. You're gonna look so cute on
5: that. Uh, <laughs> I'll be speedos. Speedo. I know. I'll get Tagliani over there. We'll have like a speedo attack. Let's do it. What just happened, I Statman? don't
7: man? <laughs> I don't have any idea. <laughs> oh my god. What 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 did just happen?
6: <laughs> I remember that interview that was, too and it was I just remember staring at Kenny and Tony going, "I I have nothing to add to this conversation." <laughs> oh
7: god. That was a flashback, remember? We used to do two hours of that, remember?
6: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the beginning of the yeah, we were the first motorsports show on Sirius, and that's what it used to be like. You're right for two freaking hours. Oh wow. You
5: shave your back.
6: (laughs) You know, I swim in the ocean, but when I come out, I'm in my shorts and it it doesn't exist anymore. I can't fight it for two weeks.
7: Wow. Yes. Speedos and thongs. That was a part of the major conversation.
18: Look right. Holy cow.
5: Oh, man. We
18: got a bleeder!
5: <laughs> Comedian, actor. It's, a, it's Bird Box, right, Alex? Yeah, Bird Box. that Netflix? That was Netflix, yeah. Sandra Bullock. You Knowing from there. You know it from Get Out. Um. Two-season comedy on NBC, Lil Rel Howery will be joining us next. Speed Freaks Bits and Lucas All Studios. Please hang up. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba
8: It's going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No,
11: that I'm actually a chess painter. <gasps>
5: Pirate red unite!
11: Yeah! That
3: was
6: not on the profile.
11: So now you've heard. Geico, saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball.
5: Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire, they got you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire, they're going to get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with speed freaks
2: since 2001.
9: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio,
1: redefined.
5: Freak Nation, Lil Rel Howery, we caught up with him earlier. Comedian, actor, you know him from Get Out, Bird Box, Sandra Bullock movie on Netflix, stand-up comedian, actor, uh, there was some bad news and did a couple of series a couple of uh, seasons on NBC the Carmichael show uh the bad news was earlier this month they canceled his Fox series after one season but evidently uh he wasn't too upset about it
18: and that was it's actually good news was it for me Ooh. yeah I was um I've been bothering him to kind of just say yes to a few things I need to do so I was happy he finally got me out of my contract.
6: <laughs> Whoa! That's interesting. Yeah. But you received a lot of praise from your peers with yeah. this TV show, with your show Rel. Yeah. So you've learned a lot. And then another phase in life, you could rejoin it if you wanted.
18: No, I mean, I would do something different. Okay. I, I was just ready to go. I, you know, I lost my friend who I created the show with yeah. me in January. Yeah. And right. just kind of analyzing it the last few months before yesterday. And we've been back and forth with them. It's kind of happy to be gone, and because it, it would have been hard to come back to be I, 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 me and my friends really created this show together, and it was a collective thing. And not having Kevin there, it was already kind of weird. So I just think it would have been uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I get it I
5: get it But that makes sense though Because again Laurel, comedian, actor Laurel joining us here in the free That makes sense man When you lose Part of the creative process Of of the success that you've had What can you You're you're losing a limb Of your body Aren't you You
18: can't replace Because that's what you have to do You have to replace somebody You have to replace them And there's no replacing them So And then Disney and Fox With you know With the deal That recently happened We lost a lot Of the, the execs That we were Talking to on a daily basis So it's so I'm okay with it.
6: But like you said, three series with TV. I mean, this one is more or less your baby. I would say, would you, would you entertain creating something else for TV or maybe the big screen no, down the road?
18: I, I, that's and that's the crazy part. I think I, you know, without when you don't have, when you don't explain to everybody everything you're doing. Like mm-hmm. with me, I have a bunch of stuff I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I will do TV again. And it's I'm very creative enough where it's like. I was just telling somebody earlier today, the next thing I'm, you know, this particular situation talked about me being divorced and getting mm-hmm. through that. I think I'm actually very excited about doing another series where you see a successful couple, like a couple that's actually together and they're, <laughs> and they're married and they're happy and they're going through everything together. So that'll be the next, I got so many ideas, man. I I, <laughs> I feel bad because I, I this is the first time I had to expose everybody how like how creatively nonchalant i am about everything like i don't make a big deal out of it because i keep working and i think as long as you're a creative person you're always going to keep working so it's like i guess it's not a big deal i've been exposed to everybody i don't make a big deal out of anything because people call me like are you okay i'm like yeah i'm chilling (laughs) i'm okay uh because you just move on from it you just move on to the next thing I, i think you can't it's tough because i've been just shooting movies and doing stuff so it's like i don't know what to tell nobody like i'm i'm okay like that's because i feel bad because you know people panicking like, oh my god how are you doing it's like like me in my new house is chilling watching the playoffs you know what i mean <laughs> I watching like, the playoffs It's okay okay yeah i'm just chilling
15: is there, <laughs> is there such thing as spreading yourself too thin in in this kind of industry i don't
18: think there is but It's like if you got your hands in 38 different things. Nah, you just, everything you do at your own pace, man. And I I think that's where a lot of people mess up at. Like, you know, I I look at somebody like my friend Tiffany Haddish that sometimes I think she takes on way too much, you know what I mean? And I don't, I I try not to do that. I I say no to a lot of stuff, but I do say yes to the things I want to do. And I've been lucky enough to do some really cool films. And then I I had my own show, I did my own sitcom. You know, and I think even what's funny with the way Netflix has changed the game, you know, broadcast TV is tough to do now, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't even know if I would come back to like to do a major television network again. I think I just want to just go to cable and just do and just do it in a, in a it's a different pacing, man. Like it's it, such an old school style of things. I'm not rushing to go back to doing it. Did you think Bird Box had any way of being as big as it was? I think so. It's Sandra, I mean, anything with Sandra Bullock, it was kind of... Like, Get Out was a surprise because yeah. we didn't know. Like, it was a low-budget film. All of Us was pretty much unknown. Bird Box, is like, it's Sandra Bullock. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> but still, that blew the hell up. But that's what I'm saying. She's... If you think about her, just her in general, she's had moments like that more than two or three times. So, to be a part of... And then John Mac McEl- The cast was crazy, so I'm like... I guess I should do. I'd be, it'd be sad if it don't do well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are those residuals
5: uh, now with Get Out? Uh, well, <laughs> no, don't. No, but, no I don't mind
6: talking about it. Cause, oh, I thought you were going to say, no, we didn't a sign a contract subject? with oh, residuals. No, no, no.
18: That's a great subject. Okay, I mean, good, good, good. It was a low budget film, so they had to give basically all of us back in. Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, you know, when that movie crossed 100 million, they delivered my first check. A guy had a TSA uniform. It's a true story. And, and a cake. And, and I didn't even know I was getting a check. I thought, oh, this is nice of them, because we just hit the hundred million mile. And it was, and he had, oh, here's a check. I'm like, what? So I remember opening the check. I had my kids with me. It was like, oh, all right, well, I guess this is. That's the lifestyle now. How much was the check? I'm not gonna do that.
1: Come <laughs> <No, bro. I'm laughs> yeah. on,
15: That's where you you cross the line. You <laughs> bats a thousand with that question. <laughs> I'm from the
18: west side of Chicago, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, I like people assuming what they think I have. The the f- right. the first time
5: I saw saw you, well, of course, it was Get Out, but yeah. was a roast. Who were you? Was it? Uh, I think we did the Bruce. Willis was it Bruce? Well, how do you get how do you get hired to be a part of a roast? Cause there's sometimes when there's mixes and matches where, how, did, did you really know who Bruce Willis? Nah, did you know
18: him at all? No, nah, it was the first time meeting him. Huge fan of Bruce Willis. Uh, it's more of a Comedy Central relationship thing. Right. I have a good relationship with them, and I was meeting with them about this because I'm, I'm a, uh, well, nah, I'm not say what it is, but I'm, it should be another project I'm working on with them. But, there it is. Uh, <laughs> but I, I won't say what it is. But we was just talking about the roast and how much I enjoy watching them. It's like, oh, we got Bruce Willis. I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. So it's, sometimes it's just that casual It's like yeah that'd be fun to do You know I, I wish I would I wish I wasn't such a fan of Bruce mm. Willis. That was the problem with me I'm such a huge Fan and he was so nice Ugh. So like that, that day It was so crazy we never met before but you would have Thought we were buddies for years when the way, after, You know we just was talking <laughs> man He's just such a cool Like if we met in, like when he first started Hollywood we would probably be the bestest friends right now do I'm he- dead serious
5: <laughs> Lil Rel Howery joining us here in the Freak Nation, comedian, actor. Because I'm curious, wh- where if you would have been raised in Aurora, Illinois, would you be as G-damn funny as you are now versus if you were – you were raised in, on the uh, West, side, the west of side of Chicago? But I think so. Cuz some of your stand up routine, you, I just see where it's coming from and that's where a lot of comedians go is that history of where they were raised. Mm. I just don't see you in Whitesville, Aurora, Illinois being this damn well, being this damn funny.
18: Aurora's got a ghetto too. So. Oh, is it? <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, I hadn't been there in 25 years, so <laughs> Yeah,
18: bro.
6: It, it ain't <laughs> <laughs> Naperville, Wheaton. <Yeah. laughs> that's why it feels <Naperville's laughs>
18: different but Aurora?
5: Uh-uh. Yeah.
18: Yeah, it's changed. It's very much not very
6: white now.
5: Because you you say you're from the west side of Chicago, I'm from the
18: west side of Chicago,
6: yeah.
5: And there's the south side of
18: Chicago. Yeah, the south side. There's
5: is the east side of Chicago the water.
6: That's Gary, Indiana.
18: Is it? No, well the east is very. It's a, it, the east and the south is kind of tied into each other. The way the way it's set up in Chicago, like yeah. this is what the numbers it's just You're going further this way and further that, but it's still the south side. Yeah, I think it's just the To me, it's the west side, the north side, and the south side. That's the three. In downtown, you know, but who lives down there? And
5: you were talking about <laughs> how, you, how to, to this day, it's still a very segregated it's,
18: city. It's still very segregated, um, and which I think that's what makes you a funnier comic you know if you perform in all these different parts of the city they're all is parts in on the south side is different from the other side. like the residents are different in high park than the residents are, are down the street at it's just crazy and to be how quiet, J- you, how the, m- it's, money it's, cars it is it is Yeah, yes, it it's money is it's not even just race anymore to be quiet because i'm just saying it, it could be you might meet a bougie a group of black people and <laughs> it's just crazy like that. And it's I just think,
6: mentality. It's what you're used to, it, your comfort zone. Well,
18: it's the way they set it up. The neighborhoods do look differently. The businesses are differently The grocery huh. stores are different. Everything's different, you know. And, you know, I live in Los Angeles now. And, you know, LA's a cakewalk to me compared to, to Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, oh, I'm going to be in West Hollywood. That's what it is.
5: How did you get <laughs> hooked up with Jordan Peele for Get Out?
18: Um, Me and Jordan met a few times. The first time we talked about Get Out was at a party. It was at a Steven Spielberg Oscar thingy, (laughs) and it was just me and him like being uncomfortable there and just talking (laughs) because it was like, because you know, it's some some things you go to where you don't see all these stars in one place, and it was so. I remember almost had a panic attack because I'd never seen so many, and I'm not even like starstruck, but it was weird. Who was there? And I'm like, this is crazy, right? You know what I mean? And me and Jordan was talking and we was laughing. And he catches like, yeah, I wrote this, wrote a horror film. I was like, oh, cool, man. Good for you, brother. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I didn't know he was writing <laughs> horror. You know what I mean? I know it from Kid So for him to be like, yeah, I wrote a horror film. I was like, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then when he started describing the film, I'm like, oh, you're serious. Like, you really are a horror fan. And the way he wrote, it, and he was so excited and the way he was comparing what he did with other horror uh, films that he was a fan of. It was just really brilliant. And so when he when they brought me in to read for, because you know he couldn't offer me at the time, I wasn't anybody, so it was just like I had to go through the whole process. But it felt like when I read it, I was like, did he write this for me? It Ooh. felt like that. I feel like if I didn't book this movie, I was a terrible actor, because it felt <laughs> like my voice. I'm like, is if I don't book this, I am a terrible actor. Because this sounds like me.
4: But, all right, you know. I mean?
18: Whoa.
5: Yeah. A conversation at a Steven Spielberg yeah.
18: Oscar party. Whoa. The night before party. It's all. Uh-huh. He throws them for the Emmys, and I think he does them for the Oscars, too. And it's just this star studded. They got all these f- stuff to give you. I didn't even take home all the stuff I should have. That's oh. how uncomfortable I was. <laughs> I was like, so I could take the suitcase. <laughs> this couch, this couch. Right.
6: I mean that's the type of stuff it, it was like they was giving away stuff what what were they giving at, away at a party this isn't like Dude. the day of the Oscars at Oscar sponsor the, party the this the is gifting Spielberg. stuff
18: you get at this stuff you get it had like vacations there they had like,
6: <laughs> that's what I'm
18: saying what, this would what, what never make sense to me is when you start making money you get all types of free stuff <laughs> I, I would yep. never understand that and like for me, I get uncomfortable with that because I'm like, yeah, I worked hard to, to so I could so I could get stuff, right? But then I guess I don't have to now. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was struggling, nobody would give me an
6: outfit. Now I can get all the outfits I want. That don't make any sense to me.
18: But you know, i never understand it actually.
6: Take them back to friends and family and say, here, here's your trip to Tahiti. Enjoy. No, no, you don't want to give them that stuff
18: because that's what I, that's how they come back. Uh, what she
5: Did you get caught up in the whole Jesse Smollett? No, I mean, I just it, think Chicago. Think,
18: well, you know. this thing about it. at first, I thought because if you meet Jesse, he's a really nice guy. and I think that's why a lot of us reacted like, yo, more or less like, yo, that's messed up. that's what happened because we took it based on what the media put out, which mm-hmm. makes me even madder like that the media without any real information just be like, let's write this story. Because it was like, it wasn't just TMZ, it was like major sources. And I'm just like, it's kind of sad, but it's it's good that he's not in jail. It wasn't, I'm from Chicago, it's way worse things happening. What I don't like about Chicago in this, and this is what you know, the Chicago police the are hilarious. They use it, this is an example for some, first of all, they was using it something, look, we cracked the case, y'all, because uh-huh. this is what we do, like. Wait a minute, what about the murders that happened two days ago that y'all haven't solved (laughs) yet? So you have money? You spent $130,000 to to investigate this? So that means you have it to do it. He didn't beg them to spend all that money to investigate it. That's what I don't get. you the police. You decide on what you investigate. So now you're about to sue somebody because y'all wasted your time investigating this. That doesn't make sense. That's a side we haven't thought of. Is it? No,
6: that <laughs> sounds <laughs> crazy, right? Interesting. Well, okay. So like we
18: yeah, to- de- I mean, it's. it's. Um,
6: Meanwhile, you've got families somewhere that are bawling their eyes out, and that's not being it investigated is of their family. so members many being things killed.
18: that happen to that city that if they have this money to do that, you mean to tell me this is what you spend it on? Huh. I thought was fascinating. I'm like, y'all are idiots. Y'all exposing yourself. That's how cocky. That's how cocky people. It's like it's you know it's like with Donald Trump is a very confident, cocky guy. That's why he says whatever he wants. He tweets whatever he wants. It's like what you gonna do? <laughs> That's what the police did. Like y'all know it. You know you just exposed yourself, right? They're like, oh damn, we did. Yeah, you did. Now you're telling us you can do your job, but you just never did it. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> karma though, moving forward. It's the funniest. It's I never man. I watched. I've never forget watching that police chief just get on that panel like yeah you know we we cracked the case of the justice smell it they you know because i have to give uh props to our very great police department and doing what <laughs> you gotta be kidding you gotta be like i gotta be snorting coke at the station or something. <laughs> what
6: why do you think we stupid i don't know man but this country is so infatuated with Hollywood figures, and, and so anytime a case can come around with a Hollywood figure, whoo, man, it's national but scene. It's, but none of, it, none of it I makes know.
18: sense. First of all, what racist people watch Empire? That, like, Not to be like, that. if I'm a racist, <laughs> you think I'm watching Empire? Like, if I <laughs> if, if I don't like black people, I'm watching a black show to upset myself? <laughs> Like, think about it. As a, as a rac- racist, ain't like, oh, let me watch some, something that really pisses me off. Why? Why would he, why would he know any of everybody's situation? <laughs> oh, there he is. That's Lucius Lyon's son, ain't it? Like, he don't know that. Come on, man. Like it, 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 I, It's one of those things he would have walked to the station. It been, you remember the scene to get out when I come in there trying to <laughs> tell him about my friend being kidnapped? <laughs> And they just started laughing. That's what it should have happened with the Justice Miller. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know
18: what I mean? Was like, what? So I don't know, man.
1: <laughs>
5: Freak Nation, Lil Rel Howery. This guy, man. He's on tour right now. Check him out. Follow him on Twitter. Dude is hilarious. He's in a new Axe commercial. Big show, man. Go to speedfreaks.tv tomorrow morning. What happened there for you? Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose.
1: Dude. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.